What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the NBA Quick Report Show on the Nothing But Net channel presented by Dash Radio. As always, you can hear this in podcast form as part of the seven-day lineup for DMVSportsNetwork.com, where you could find articles and podcasts about a wide variety of DC sports. You could follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN, and you can follow us at NBA Quick Report. Yeah, we want to thank you guys for being here on this Thanksgiving weekend. Um, we're starting off here. What are your top couple dishes here for Thanksgiving in order? You know, from best until well, let's do a couple, maybe top five or so. Top five. You said from starting from the best. Yeah, the best. To me, a crisp bowl of baked mac and cheese is my f- absolute favorite. Some people will just make like fucking craft and throw slices of literal cheese on top of it. <laughs> No, a, a nice no. homemade mac and cheese is, yeah. is... In a crock pot with like... Oh, yeah. Literal like milk sauce for yeah. mac and cheese. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, the meat of the meal is a turkey. A good turkey. It has to be cooked right. You gotta remove the giblets in the neck. And season it properly. Yeah. Gravy is third. A good gravy really holds everything together because I smother everything on my plate with it. Uh... A little dark horse action at number four. Green bean casserole with like the frizzled onions on top. Flames. Oh yeah, especially if those onions on top are like nice and crispy. Yeah, like they'll oh, shatter in your mouth. God, yeah. And five, I have stuffing. Because stuffing's hit or miss. My grandpa makes really good stuffing with like this fucking spicy sausage. But bad stuffing is like awful. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, for me, number one is actually stuffing. And... Hmm. To be honest with you, I really like boxed stuffing. Just, just <laughs> stovetop? Yeah, it's so good. I don't know why. It just tastes so good. Um, I mean, like you said, <laughs> homemade stuffing is hit or miss. But if you make it correctly, it is, it's just, it's a game changer. That's number one for me. Number two is the gravy. And I'm talking homemade, not that, that yeah. you know, that glass jar you get at the store for 90 cents. <laughs> um, the nice homemade gravy. You can put, you can literally put gravy on damn near any dish for Thanksgiving, and it just makes it ten times better. So that's two. Number three, I would go, I would go turkey, as long as it's cooked correctly. I think a lot of people overcook turkey because yeah. they're scared to undercook mm-hmm. it for the whole family and ruin everything. I would rather get fucking salmonella than yeah. to eat a dry turkey. Yeah, dry turkey is not good, but I mean that's why gravy's there to save that. Yeah, to wet it up. Yep. Yeah. Um, What's that, three for me? Number yeah. four, I, I would probably go mashed potatoes because if those are if those are made correctly too, those are just another level. Um, you like them like lots completely of, whipped or with chunks in them? I like really, really whipped. I, with, I like it like with sauce almost. Yeah, yeah. Really whipped with a lot of butter. Um, a little bit of garlic to give it that flavor. But then with that gravy on top, again, that just... That just, oh my god. What am I at? Four? Number five, I'd probably go the green bean casserole with the crunchy French onion topping. And then on the cusp, just missing it, would probably be that mac and cheese that you're talking about already. That stuff is really good. The homemade stuff. Yeah. Mac and cheese. Yeah. I can uh, mashed potatoes. See, I just feel like it's a staple, though. It is, but I, if it's I made know, correctly, I can get by without it. I probably couldn't. I don't think I could. Now, what's some of your your worst 
you're no thanks. You're like, they, even if they, if you, even if grandma makes it homemade, you're like, dude, I can't eat this. Anything with fucking cranberries in it, like people just eat mush, cranberry mush. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's gross. Gran- cranberries are not good. Um, the full ones, the sauce. Yeah. Anything cranberry, it's like just it it's all. not good. Um, straight up corn. I can't. People will just eat plates of fucking corn. Is I don't get it. I can mix it in with stuff. Like mashed potatoes and gravy, and just throw it all together. I can absolutely do that, but I can do without corn altogether. And the uh, I like corn, I do. I like cream corn. Never had that. Mm, I yeah, I actually like regular corn better. But mixing it with mashed potatoes is really good. Um, I don't know. Have you ever had that sweet potato with like marshmallow, marshmallow? on top? I like that stuff. I like it too, but but not a lot. Only a yeah, little bit. Like it's. I don't care if it's there. I don't get excited when I see it. That's fair. There's not a ton of good Thanksgiving desserts. I'm not a fan of... I'm not... I mean, I'll eat it, but pumpkin pie is not really my favorite. I don't like pie at all. Um, I've never even tried pecan pie. It just doesn't look good to me. I don't want... What? I don't even know what it is. I mean, I know what it is, but like, it looks like just a... A glaze of, of fat pecans, and that's all it is, with a with a hard crust. It is. What is appetizing about that? I don't want nuts as a dessert. Yeah. In any capacity. I no. don't know fucking... Give me, just give me ice cream cake. Yeah. <laughs> about being real. People overthink Thanksgiving desserts. Just get, like, cookies and brownies and fucking... Yeah. It, yeah. That's, re- that's really about it. I don't need literally potatoes and sugar smashed into a bowl. <laughs> just give me, like, nice, uh... Cosmic brownie. Yep. Forty cents for a, cos- a cosmic brownie. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, those brownies with the with the powdered sugar on top. Yeah, those fuck. Oh my god, those are good. We used to get those in like kindergarten with our lunches. That was the best day. It was always a Friday. Hmm. Hmm. Wish I went to your school. I went to a Catholic school. No. Until like sixth, fifth grade. Yeah. In sixth grade, I'd change public and turn into a deviant. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So I personally spent most of my Thanksgiving Eve um, engulfed in the LeBron homecoming, which I think a lot of people did, especially us being Cavs fans and Ohio guys. But I mean, first off, shout out to two of our very close friends for being the most viral thing of the night was the 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 two uh, boyfriend and girlfriend Jay and Natalie who are friends they have these these homemade jerseys and they're and they're basically just a Cavs LeBron and a Lakers LeBron ripped in half and they're literally homemade sewn together and um, hers says like Lakeland on it and the other one says like Clevers and he said he bought the tickets at dinner that night, eight rows behind Lakers bench. Um, and they got there really early and they came down to go to their seats and walk around and, you know, kind of explore. They just saw cameras everywhere. And then sooner, sooner, very soon, um, they were everywhere, whether it be sports center, you know, ESPN sports nation, NBA on TNT. Um, God, literally, like literally any account Mm -hmm. on Instagram and Twitter, you could think of Facebook, even live TV, they were on it. Personally, I think the jerseys are awesome. I think they're cool too, but the internet they, was oh, assaulting them. God, they had so many haters on there. That was my favorite the comments, part of the whole I think thing. it was hilarious, but 
some of the comments were crazy. Um, like, uh, this is what happens when two siblings marry and have kids. Yeah. That was, that was pretty funny. My favorite funny. one was, uh, population control starts with these two. Yep. That was a good one. That was Barstool, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Somebody said that Jay looks like he could take a punch well. Yep, I saw that one. cry. And then they were talking about him looking like an MGK poser and and Eminem. (laughs) I thought the jerseys were awesome. I think they're just mad that they don't have that idea. I don't know who sent this. I've never never seen that before. Did you see this? Somebody split them up. I saw that. that. Yeah, that was really funny. They they did a face swap. So fucking good, too. It's like... Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. It was really weird. But those jerseys were sweet. Um, and I guess that he told me that LeBron actually noticed him and gave him a little bit of a head nod mm-hmm. during a timeout, which is really cool. Um, but going back to the game, I think it was a really class act, the way the Cavs kind of did the whole video tribute and uh, the way they kind of welcomed him back. I didn't hear any booze. I didn't either. I liked the tribute video because it showed more of his off-court stuff. Yeah. The I Promise School. Yeah, that was cool. That was a big part of it. I liked that a lot. Um, the game itself, very competitive. Cavs actually yeah. were su- supposed to win that game. Were they favored? No, I mean, like, going down the stretch, they were up by eight points with, like, three minutes left. And then, obviously, the Lakers won. They came yeah. back and won. Um, but there was a point when LeBron got pissed with, like, two minutes left, slammed the ball into the ground because... Clarkson made a layup, or like someone saved the ball and then passed it to Clarkson for a layup. Um, but he was pissed. I didn't think the Cavs would be competitive at all. No, not at all. I know both teams like in a vacuum suck, but the Lakers are a hundred times better than the Cavs. The Cavs are at yeah. very best the third worst team in the league. Oh, absolutely. They, you could make an easy case for them being the worst team in the entire league. You could. Yeah, I Obviously, thought they would get blown out. I thought so too. I thought it'd be at least twenty points. Ended up being, what, four? Yeah, it was 109-105. Yeah. And obviously, like, they were up at the end. So, that was crazy. It was crazy. It was it was really good to see him back. And you could tell that he was enjoying every minute of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talking to all of his old teammates and, you know, interacting with fans. There was a video of him um, doing, like, this stupid, intricate handshake with, Thompson? like, a security guy. Oh, no, security like guy. Dude. Oh, wow. He remembers it all. That's pretty cool. That I know. I saw really the cool. video of him with Thompson doing the handshakes and all that, but I didn't yeah. see that one. I'll have to find it. That is pretty cool. Yeah, it it was weird. Not that we haven't experienced it before in Miami, but we used to see LeBron in person twelve times a year f- playing for us, and right now he comes in just assaults our team. Yeah, and ruins us. I think that's different, though. Obviously, with Miami and. And the Lakers, it's a it's a warm welcome this time. Oh yeah, because he didn't know the Cavs anything. He already delivered his promise. I mean, we could talk about this for an hour of why he should or shouldn't have left Cleveland the second time. But coming back that first time in Miami, super hostile, borderline like like a presidential murder watch kind of type <laughs> situation with the whole with the whole fan situation and uh, all the security needed. But really, totally different. I mean, I was on Twitter watching videos of um, his return in a Miami jersey, and you could hear the boos even on Twitter, just mm-hmm. how loud it was. I've never heard boos that loud in my life. I haven't either. Seriously. Ever. Ever. I wish I would have gone to that game. I do too. 
I don't I don't think I even wanted to go at that point, but I do wish in hindsight that I could have. Yeah. Just to just to witness yeah. that. I had the stat line, I tweeted it. I think he had like thirty eight, eight and five in his return. He played really well. They won big. Yeah, I know he made his first bucket. It was a baseline jumper. He was being booed so loud. Mm. <laughs> and he made his first baseline jumper and I saw videos of him at the line shooting his first couple free throws and all the signs. You know, like traitor, um God, I don't even know. There were oh, some very some bad stuff. Vulgar fucking uh, signs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, he did have he had thirty eight, eight and five on sixty percent shooting, barely being able to hear. And then, yeah, he uh, he played really well. Wednesday night he had thirty two, fourteen and seven. And he played really well again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's been five years since that and he's barely missed a beat. Right. No. It's been eight years. No, it's been eight it years. Eight years since he returned. Jesus. Yeah, five years since he left the Heat. That's nuts. Eight years. It doesn't feel like it, but Cleveland's had LeBron for the majority of his career. Oh, the, yeah. Like, the time he spends away feels like an eternity. I know. I mean, he was only in Miami for four, four. seasons. Yeah, so Won two titles. But... Eleven of his 15 years have been in Cleveland. Yeah, and it's... It's pathetic that they only won one title. Yeah, it's pathetic so. that they could only surround him with talent enough to the point where you win one title. I'm thankful they at least won something with him. But when you have, debatedly, the, the best player of all time on your team for over a decade, and you only have one title to show for it, what does that, what does that tell you? Yeah. From a franchise standpoint, from an owner standpoint? Dan Gilbert's an idiot. I mean, God... You're telling me that the best you could do in his first stint in Cleveland is surround him with with a, a borderline deceased Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> Antoine Jameson over Amari Stoudemire, by the way, who mm-hmm. at the time was a 25-10 and 10 kind of guy, um, Mo Williams, which, no disrespect, he made an all-star team, but that was 99% because of LeBron's impact. Delonte so, West. Havlicek. Dude. Anthony Parker. I mean... Eric Snow. Booby. Booby Gibson. I like Booby. So, Drunas Olgowskis. None of these guys are starters in the NBA. No, it's crazy that they, but they went were. to the finals. That they 07, nothing but 3 and D. That 07 team was terrible. It's just that they, they only gave up 82 points a game or something <laughs> insane. Yeah. Like, But you could tell when they played the, the Spurs that they were just outmatched at every position except for the small forward being mm-hmm. him. And it showed. They got swept. They got killed every game pretty much. And he had to carry the team just to get to that point. But even after that, you would have thought they could have realized, hey, like we gotta, we gotta do something because we're not gonna win in this era with all these teams coming around um, with what we have other than LeBron on that team. I didn't think adding Jamison was gonna help that much, and obviously it didn't. They never got back to the finals after that. Yeah, adding Shaq was just a slap in the face to LeBron because he was literally just. Fat and useless. Yeah, the only thing he could do is like turn around and throw the ball off the the front of the rim. Yeah. He couldn't do anything at that point. Do you think in LeBron's time with the Lakers he'll win some will win a championship? Yes, but not with this current roster. I think they're gonna go over some major overhaul. I think I think most people think that they will get at least one more max level player to come to LA. And that'll lead them to another title. 
And I, and if I'm just if I'm being real, I think they're going to get Anthony Davis and and um, Kevin Durant. They're going to get Davis through a trade. And they're going to sign KD. I think that's crazy to just to say out loud, but if you think about it, it's not that crazy. It's nothing crazy than what Lakers fans have been saying the past eight years. Right, anyway. right. Getting every. And we're getting single... Russ and Paul George and LeBron this year. <laughs> yeah. On fifteen million in cap space. Right. Um, I think it's very realistic to get Anthony Davis because of the trade assets. I mean, Brandon Ingram, as much as you want to say he hasn't produced in L.A., which he really hasn't much yet, but he still has so much potential that he is a very coveted asset in this league. But the thing is, as a Laker fan, do you want to sit and wait years and years and years until he potentially becomes a top-five player in the league? Right. Or do you want to maximize LeBron's potential now? as he begins to age and build around him because your championship window is is not very big when they're uh when everybody on their team was 19 years old I was all for it keep Josh Hart and Ingram and Kuzma and all that yeah because you're not going to win anyway if you add one superstar to that team you do not win right but now that you have LeBron you just what you do, just, you, what do. you do is you gut your team to put the best possible team around LeBron. That's just how it works. Give yourself a chance at a title. Yeah. There's there's absolutely no reason to sign LeBron if you're not trying to win it all every year that he's there. Exactly. It's not a it's not a rebuild. No. It's, it's like not, a, it's like anymore. a fast forward. Right. It's like they did now. rebuild and this is what they were going to. Right. <clears throat> so I, um, I think realistically it's got to be for Anthony Davis. It's got to be at least Ingram and Hart together, and then maybe you know um, another salary filler, and then. At least one first round pick. And I would do that with my eyes closed if I was the Lakers. Yeah, and I think if you're the if you're the Pelicans, you you have to consider it too because if Davis tells you straight up, "Hey, I'm leaving," right? Then you have to get something for him. If you get two very solid young players with one potentially being a future All Star, no shots at heart. I don't think he'll ever be an All Star, but I think he'll be a very solid player for the majority of his career. Yeah, but. You add a first-round pick in that, whether it be five years from now or not. I don't know when it would be. That'd probably make That's a nice sense. return. Yeah. No, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to get him. It, uh, and they could even do that and still have a max spot next summer, which is the craziest part. Exactly. And you use that max spot to get Kevin Durant and right. form the greatest big three of all time. They could. And uh, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. They could have those three and then... KCP, Rondo, JaVale, all those one-year deals come off the books. Yeah. Uh, and you're still left with Lonzo, which poke fun at Lonzo, whatever you Kuzma. want to. Yeah, exactly. So, bare minimum, you have a good six, a good five or six players. That's all you... Lately, yeah. and that's, you see guys playing 40-plus minutes sometimes. I mean, like, I get depth is important, but the league nowadays is star power. Yeah, you're, looking at, you're looking at teams who just have ridiculous star power and that's what that's how they win there's going to be guys too that are headed into free agency or that can opt out that are going to be willing to take like a veteran minimum to play on that team too do you imagine if Redick went and was like their their six man that'd be insane and you see teams like for example the Bucks who have one of the best records in the whole league but are people really calling them contenders for a, a title I mean kind of but Real contenders? I don't think so because I think they're one piece away still. I get Giannis as a complete NBA 
game changer. Middleton is great. Their bench is great. But can they hang with the Warriors? I don't think so. If a healthy a right healthy, now. Right now, yes. But a healthy Warriors six months from now? Probably not. I don't think so. Especially if Boogie comes back. Exactly. It's all about star power nowadays. Yeah. It kind of has to be. And it's crazy it's come to that, but... <clears throat> I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. All the more reason for the Lakers to jump on it. And if they can't exactly. get... Exactly. If they can't get Anthony Davis... I would just go all in on, like, Beal. Yeah. Because LeBron, Beal, and Durant that's is still a, a hell that's, of a fucking... That's great, yeah. And then you still have JaVale, who is on a one-year deal, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Which, it's, like, one year, six and a half million or something. You sign him back to a hopefully similar contract for another one-year deal, and that's your center. Mm-hmm. He's and you're fine. Great. He's, He's had a great second year. second most important player. Exactly. He's having a fantastic year. I don't know his numbers off the top of my head, but I know his per 36 is, like... Literally all-star caliber numbers. Yeah, I I don't know. The Lakers should acquire somebody for, one, to get them in the system. Like, everybody thought Paul George was going to go to the Lakers. The Thunder got him and convinced him to stay. And two, you to look more appealing to Durant or Kawhi in the free agency next year, next summer. Um, and the longer you, like, broadcast your mystery box... Uh, like as in Ingram and Josh Hart, the less value they have. Like the the more mystery surrounding something, the more perceived value it is to who you're trying to sell it to. Right. So the more we see Ingram score 15 a game, the less like oh well he could be 30 point a game or not that high, but he could be 22 points a game in the near future. But I just watched him for 60 games, not go over 18 points. So yeah, I still trade for him, but I'm not gonna give up a, a haul for him at, at this point. Yeah. The same thing with uh, like Jalen Brown for the Celtics just isn't panning out this year. He hasn't done anything better this year than last year. Right. I think he's decreased in literally like every measure. At I this think point. he is statistically. And it's not just because of the system. It's not because they got all these good players that he just doesn't fit. He's just not playing well. It's not that he's not getting a chance like he did last year when Kyrie was hurt and all that. Hayward not playing. I think it's just the fact that he's just not playing good at all. Yeah, it's probably a fa- uh, combination of both, but yeah. he just doesn't look like the same person as last season. No, and Hayward doesn't look <clears throat> even remotely close to his Jazz days. Yeah. I get it's still early. I would give him at least a year, like a year, a full year of playing to recover. Yeah, from. but do you think Celtics fans really want to give him another year? I wouldn't with the potential of Kyrie leaving. I mean, exactly. Their window is not that big either. I mean, they're all young, but the fact that this money's going to add up too quick. It will. Danny Ainge has got to be ner- a little nervous, thinking Brown like, and "Wow, Tatum we're are going to need extensions a year apart, and that's coming up relatively soon." They're very middle of the road right now, as far as record, East seeding, and just their play in general. They don't look very good at all. They're losing to mediocre teams. They just lost to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They got booed at their own home home court. Yeah, they were getting they're, booed. They're a team I'm not that worried about, though. No, I think they're they're too good. Right. Um, There's too much talent to, yeah. for them to not figure that out. No, I agree. I agree. But if they could flip Hayward, I wouldn't be opposed to it. He makes a lot of money, one. And two, he's just like... At this point, he's not playing that well. So for them, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal. I wonder if I'm they, not saying flip him for 
god, like a... Don't downgrade. No, no. There's a f- several players I would trade him for, but the majority of the league, I, I would rather just keep Hayward and hope that his talent pans out, because it will eventually. You just want it to be sooner than later. Uh, and one thing we talked about earlier is that the Celtics can literally not acquire Anthony Davis, even though they're interested, because of the Derrick Rose rule. So no team can have two people on the Rose rule at the same time on their team. Yeah. So what, what that is is if uh, a player, I believe it has to be on your rookie deal or rookie extension. It's a team, it's a player that is is on their current fifth year 30% max deal. And if they're acquired by trade, you can't have more than one per team. Right, that is what so, the Rose rule is. Exactly, so they, are, they already have Kyrie from that because he signed his deal with the Cavs. And then the Celtics traded for him. Anthony Davis just signed his with the Pelicans this past summer, or was it maybe last summer? Whatever it was. Either way, you can't pair those two guys together on a team until at least next summer when Kyrie's deal is up and he opts out and reconstructs a new deal. Or if they trade Kyrie. which Or if they trade him, which I don't think they would. It's a possibility because people think he's going to leave, but he's also come out and said, like, I want to be in Boston. I like it here. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's up to you. But the to be eligible for the Rose Rule, which is you get 30% of your team's cap in your fifth year, you have to do one of these four things. One, be voted to the All-Star team as a starter twice. Be voted to an All-NBA team twice. One, two, or three. Uh, or uh, win MVP. There's yeah. one other thing. I can't think of it. but I know MVP is one of them, for yeah. sure. So... Kyrie did that with the All-Star and the All-NBA, I think. I think he was third twice at, at some point. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis has done it. Yeah, uh, multiple times. But you you basically can't have two players take up 60% of your cap. No, you can't do that. That's it's literally a, a rule. People keep saying, like, oh, oh, trade Jalen Brown and, you know, X, you know. I would trade Hayward Brown and a pick for Anthony Davis. But I would, too, I but, you, but you literally can't. Right, like, and it sucks. You right? can't. That's just how it works, and it sucks for the Celtics, but... It could work out in free agency that Kyrie leaves, and you can then trade for Davis, but I think yeah, I don't think that's what The thing want. is, I think Davis is going to be dealt this year, and... <clears throat> I mean, I just think he's going to be dealt this year. I Whether would love, it, to, love for him to go to the Lakers, and that seems like it's probably the most possible at the moment, but... I still wouldn't rule out the Knicks as a dark horse. I get that they're terrible, and... I mean, they're terrible. There's what are they no going to trade? Tim Hardaway? Hardaway, I mean, they have Knox, who's a rookie, I know, but he's coveted. I mean, they have... I guess they're not that good. Dude, there's not a Cantor. third player. I don't, I don't want Cantor. Um, multiple future picks. They could do what the Rockets want to do and trade literally 55 first-round picks for him. <laughs> I don't know how they get the money there is my thing. They're not going to trade Chris Stapps, and even if they would, I'd, I would rather... Like have AD, and try and convince him to stay for a whole other year, than to just take Chris Stapps. I Tim Hardaway. Uh, Knox, but he makes three million dollars, six million dollars. Right. I don't know what Hardaway makes off the top of my head. Didn't he sign like four for eighty or four? I for think 70 he actually makes closer to twenty million a year. So it's actually a lot. So I mean, they could be within like. I think you have to be within three or five million for it's, it to work. Yeah, it's five. So they could probably do those two in like two picks, two or three picks. But I think the Pelicans could do better. 
I mean, they could they could realistically trade off. Uh, what? How do you even say his name? Nidalinka. Nidalinka. It's one of those. I think it's Nidalinka. I think you were right. I mean, realistically, it'd be a combination of like Nidalinka and Hardaway Jr. and then picks. I think that would probably get it done. It'd have to be. Nidalinka is a very valuable asset. Do you want? Yeah, but Drew Holiday and Alfred Payton. Where's he going to play? I don't watch the Knicks. I don't really know what Nidokina looks like on the court. I don't know if he can play a good, like, either off-ball one or a two. But I'm not taking the ball out of Drew Holiday's hands. No, I'm not either. Holiday's very good. One of the more underrated in the entire league, actually. Peyton's probably expendable, but while he was playing, he's been good. Yeah. Nidolinka's played 65%. At point guard, thirty-five percent shooting guard, and he's six-six with a seven-one wingspan. You have his stats. He's twenty years old. I mean, he's he started fourteen out of their nineteen games. He only plays twenty-five minutes a game. Averages six and a half, three and two. Nothing special, but I guess you're looking more potential than yeah. raw stats. I suppose if they could get him, Knox, and. Uh, Hardaway and then a pick or two. It's not a bad deal by any means. Right, and I mean, for New York, they might be saying, like, God, that's a lot to give up, you know, our two best trade assets. But, I mean, if you get Anthony Davis, for Christ's sake, that's what you do, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, like, if that's the worst the Pelicans can do, if they're absolutely convinced that he's going to leave and they're like, we have to get something, if that's the worst you can do, that's pretty good. So looking at the trade calculator... Um, on ESPN.com, for Anthony Davis, it'd be Hardaway Jr., Nidalinka, and Kevin Knox. And the salaries are literally almost identical. $25.2 million and $25.4 million. Huh. And um, their analysis says the Knicks increased by two wins and the Pelicans decreased by one win. Which, take it for what you will, whatever. I don't really care about that. But you have three very solid young prospects you're getting back for Anthony Davis as well as a pick or two or whatever it is. And this is this is completely hypothetical. We're not saying this has been rumored at all. I just know that the Knicks are definitely on um, Davis's short list of teams, which, according to Chris Sheridan, include, other than the Pel- Pelicans, um, the Knicks, the Celtics, the Lakers, and the 76ers. I don't know. Oh, they have a max spot next year, even with Butler. Yeah. They can they can make that happen. That would be fucking terrible. As like, a, like For a trade, a how do they even... What assets do they even have left to trade to get Anthony Davis? They use, they, they use most of it to get Butler. It would have to be Fultz. Absolutely. Um, Zaire. Uh, probably... Chan- yeah. For salary, it have to be Fultz and Chandler, number one and two. And then probably, I mean, oh my god. Do you like Zaire Smith and Landry Shamit, like, interchangeably? I think they'd probably make about the same. I'll just do Smith first. They'd rather have him, I think. Yeah. And that, I mean, it's successful, but the Pelicans would not take that trade. It'd be Fultz, Smith, and Chandler for Anthony Davis, and the salaries are within $2 million. Um, but they'd have to get multiple first-round picks. Oh, yeah, like 
multiple. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's not the players. And if that's as, the case, the players aren't as valuable as the what the Knicks could. Not get. even close. No. No. <clears throat> Imagine if they traded for AD and then signed Kawhi. Then there's Ben Simmons, Butler, Anthony Davis plays what the fucking three. He, I mean, he could play. Or no, Kawhi. And then Davis and Embiid. Their defensive rating would be 40. Oh, my God. I don't even know. I really don't. I. That's not going to happen. No, probably not. Like, I mean, there's a chance, but it's I'm so... 90% sure that would not happen. But, oh, my God. Yeah, that's stupid, dude. Dude, that would be the best starting five, I swear <laughs> to God, like, ever. It'd be close. It'd be up there. Don't put me on record for that, but it would be it would be insane. Speaking of the 76ers, where do you have Embiid right now in your um, early MVP ladder? At this very moment, I have Embiid at four. Okay, what's kind of like your your top five right now? Well, do you want me to just read my five, or do you want to do like we did with uh, um, top players? And no, go? I'd like to. I'd like to just hear your five. In order? Yeah. Number one, I have Giannis. Okay. Two, I have LeBron. Three, I have Anthony Davis. Four is Embiid. And five is Lillard. I really couldn't um, disagree with you, honestly. I had trouble with where to put Anthony Davis and Embiid. That was Anthony t- Davis is out of the playoffs at the moment, but he's like, at the worst, the fifth best player in the league. And right, and he's playing, and he's putting up stupid numbers too. Right. So I mean, I think it came down to for me, the fact that Embiid kind of dominated Davis the other night. I don't know what their stats ended up being. I can look for it really quick, but I know that they played each other the other day, and Philly only won by one point, one twenty-one to one twenty. Um, Davis actually missed a free throw. The third of three free throws with two and a half seconds left to win the to win the game. Davis had 12, 16, and six on four of thirteen shooting. And six turnovers. He also had six blocks and five steals. That's crazy. Um, but Embiid had thirty one points, nineteen rebounds on eleven of twenty three shooting, compared to four of thirteen shooting for Anthony Davis. I'm pretty sure they guarded each other for the majority of the game. I would imagine that they did. I didn't get to watch it. But Yeah, I I it's close. I gave it I gave it's AD, very close. Uh, I gave A D the nod because he's averaging um in rebounds and assists or not rebounds, I'm sorry. Assists is his career high currently. He's tied for his career high in blocks, which is two point nine per game, which is insane. Embiid's at 2.1, and uh, he's also setting a new career high in steals at the moment. That is pretty so crazy. A lot of these categories, he's uh, increasing from his career. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get there with points. It was like 28.1 was his highest. I think he'll end the year above that. Yeah, um, and Embiid's currently at 28.1. Yeah. Embiid's um, higher... He's higher in points and rebounds, but Davis has him in block shots and PER. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a toss-up. And AD and obviously steel-wise? the 76ers record is better, I believe. It is. The Pelicans have only won like ten games. 
Yeah. But the Sixers have played five more games than the Pelicans too. That's something to consider. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and it, Joe or yeah, Embiid's at half a steal a game, and AD's almost at two. He's at one point six. Mm-hmm. If you were taking one right now to build around the next, you get you get him for five years from right now. Who would you take? I would go Davis. I would probably go Davis too. Yeah. But you can make a case for either guy. You could. I think Anthony Davis is the best big man in the league. Yeah. And Embiid's probably right behind him. Mm-hmm. But. I think it's close. I think Embiid, we haven't even seen his best yet, though. That's the thing. He's still getting better. It's only his. I mean, he's still. Season wise, it's only his third season, right? Yeah. And his first one, he played like. 15 games, I think. Gosh, yeah. So it's crazy to me. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not ready to choose a choose a guy. I guess to say, but as of right now, I would probably put Embiid right above Davis in the MVP ladder. But this could definitely change by season's end. I that's think. Fair. I think. I think they're both great candidates for that. I'd be okay. Like if somebody didn't have Embiid there at all, or I mean AD because of their record. I mean I couldn't argue with them. Right. I guess your your MVP usually always comes from a playoff team. Yeah. But I also factored in that I believe they're going to make the playoffs. I don't. I couldn't imagine that the Pelicans would miss this year, just off the strength of their front court. Unless, like we talked about, they trade Davis, and that'd be yeah. you know a reason why they'd miss the playoffs. Right. But um, I had Lillard at five. I couldn't really put him any higher than that. They're half a game back in the West right now. They're, they're the two seed. I do not have any hopes for that to be maintained throughout the season. I think they'll still make the playoffs, but like I don't I don't I'm not a Blazer believer. I think they'll be closer to like five or six. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. I I think they're a fake team. I do too. All their production comes from uh, Lillard and, and McCollum. Pretty much. I don't know. They, I just don't think that they're built to get it done in the playoffs. Yeah. Even this year. I don't know. I think if I'm being real, you could make a case for Kemba Walker above Lillard this year. Because Walker's playing out of his mind. Career highs in points per game, it's not even close. Career highs in assists per game. Um, currently a career high in field goal percentage. Very close to a career high in three-point percentage. Career high in PER. It's crazy. He's averaging 28.8 per game, 6.4 assists on 46.5% shooting. What's his rebounds? Um, 4.3. Well, that's only one less than Lillard, but he beats him in both points and assists. Yeah. And probably three point shooting, if I had to guess. Right. Lillard's usually pretty high, but 46 is fucking really good. Well, 46 is from the field. Oh, okay. It'd be It's 39.4 from three, which... That's still good. Actually, but... Lillard is lower in field goal percentage and three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. And less assists. Yeah. Yeah, you can make a case for Kemba. And lower PER. I don't know. They're both very good. I, I, th- I think Lillard's the better player. I agree. But Kemba, so far this season, Kemba's playing out of his mind. Kemba could also not end the year on uh, Charlotte. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's very possible. 
I think... Or they can make a run at a player to, you know, help retain him yeah, for the future and make a run at the playoffs. Because right now, as it sits, they're they're right in there in the East. They're they, right in the middle of the pack as far as playoffs. The yeah. They talked about Beal, getting Beal. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't even... Obviously, getting Beal is an upgrade. I just don't think it's enough to even get past the first round if they're a lower seed. I don't think so either. I, I think wouldn't those... pick them over... Like, you put Beal on that team, I don't even know if I'd pick them over the Pacers in a, in a series. What do you think? I think the only... they I don't think they can beat any of the top four teams in the East. I don't think so. I don't think they can beat Toronto. I don't think they can beat Philly or Boston or the Bucks. I think they could beat the Pacers. They could. I, and they could I just be, think I would lean Pacers. I think they could beat any other team outside of those, you know, four or five mentioned. But um, as far as first-round matchups, if they're anywhere from the 6 to 8 seed, they would be playing those top four teams. Mm-hmm. And at that rate, I don't think it would really be that close either. No, but if you good. add Beal, I think it would It'd be a series, but as it currently stands, it wouldn't even be close. I agree. Beal can make any team in the league better, but... He's very good. Yeah. Um, did you give your top five? Are we just switching AD and Embiid? For yeah, mine's just the same, really. Just okay. switch Embiid and, and uh, Davis. That's fair. I don't... I, like, the way the season's going, I don't see how anybody but Giannis could, could win MVP. He's averaging twenty six. I rounded up, but twenty six, thirteen, and six. That's insane. The Bucks still have the best offensive rating. They're still top five in defensive rating. They're at number four, and they're first overall net rating. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much just your points per game uh, minus your opponent's points per bleh, points per game. <laughs> so they're at like twelve point three or something, which means that they score twelve more points a game than they allow. Right. And which is first in the league. And they're. And they're right behind Toronto for best record in the league. Mm-hmm. They have the second best record in the league right now. And name-wise, they don't really have a star but Giannis. Middleton's very good. He's not a star, but he's very good. I think he's like an all-star, Blood, but he's not... Bloodsoe is good. Yeah, They have very good pieces around him, but I think that they're just... Like I mentioned, I think they're just one, they're just one piece away from being a real contender. Like, in the same sentence as I think they're a Golden piece State. away from beating Golden State, but... Yeah. but this team could run any of the teams in the East. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even with like Boston star studded and Philly star studded, with them just getting Butler. And I guess you can say Toronto is with Kawhi and Lowry, although I'm not a Lowry guy. But yeah, I'm not, I think I'm the not a Lowry guy either. Teams. I think they'd have a chance against the Warriors, but it would have to go. There would have to be ten things that happened perfectly for the Bucks for them to beat them. Yeah. And they Absolutely. would have to do it in, like, five or six games. They could not let that series stretch out. No. They would have to, like, play unreal defense. Interesting stat. Um, Philly, talking about the East teams here, Philly is undefeated at home. Yeah, the 10-0. I saw that. 10-0. I would be interested in seeing, like, Embiid's numbers at home versus away. I could pull that up. I'm sure they're pretty similar, but I bet he played... He has to play better at home. Oh, I guarantee he does. Um, we don't really even have a good sample size on Butler there, too. No, it's which, it's too early to talk about Butler. Well, he could hit a stride and just bump them like on an entirely different level. Yeah. 
What are they right now? The three seed? I think they are. I think it's Toronto, Boston. Three. Or Toronto, yep, the three. Bucks, and then Philly. Yep. As of right now, his... Oh, my God. At home, Embiid's averaging 30.8 points, 13.4 rebounds, with a 50% shooting. Oh, my God. And a plus-minus of 8.2. Offensive rating of 116. Defensive rating of 100. That's it's incredible. It's seriously insane, dude. His usage rate is so much higher at home, too. Oh, I bet. Which makes sense. He likes to show out in front of his own, his home crowd. Embiid's currently fourth in the NBA in scoring. Can you guess the other four? In, uh, in order. I feel like Kemba's up there at this point. Can you go one, two, three, five? Uh, LeBron? Is that one? No. He just scored 50. Hmm. Maybe I... I don't know if I can, to be honest with you. Giannis? No. He's at like 26. Lillard? Nope. Bullshit. I'll read it to you. You ready? Number one, James Harden at 29.3 a game. LeBron, 28.9. Kemba is at 28.8. Joel is at 27.9. And then fifth is KD at 27.2. Who was two? LeBron. Harden, LeBron, Kemba, Embiid, Durant. I feel like Harden isn't doing anything this year, but he's. I feel he's also probably averaging like 29, 8, and 5. It's uh, it's, it's wow, that's close. Twenty, seven and a half assists, five point one rebounds. The Rockets just suck. Yeah, I mean they're coming alive lately, but they're still really. They had a terrible start, and it's kind of screwed them. I feel like they'll be fine though eventually. It's just a matter of time. You would think. We'll see. I'm not worried just yet. Um, looking at rebounds now, number one. Andre Drummond, 16.1 per game. Two, Whiteside, 14.9. DeAndre Jordan at third with 13.6. Embiid again at fourth at 13.3. And then Gobert and Giannis are tied for fifth at 12.9. Mind you, Whiteside's doing this all playing only 28 minutes per game. Yeah, um... I think Drummond's actually gone up. He's held on to that one spot, but I feel like we talked about this a few weeks ago when he was at like 14.2. He's gone up. He's basically a walking 2020 yeah, threat in any given much. night. He's absurd. I'm positive he'll hang on to that number one spot for yeah, the whole year. Yeah. The only way Whiteside could catch him is if he got an uptick in minutes, which I don't think will happen. So, I mean, that's going <clears> to <throat> most likely stay. I need to watch some Heat games because he Whiteside's been so up and down. I don't know what he even looks like anymore. Yeah, and the the D Wade factor. Yeah, watching those Heat games. Another weird thing about this top five, DeAndre Jordan, still, after talking about this a while ago, he's at eighty point three percent from the line. He is like a career forty percent free throw shooter. 
Seriously. He's terrible. But this year, he might get some most improved player votes just based on how like drastic his free throw percentage has increased. Yeah. 80% is like... That's a good for a shooting rate. That's really good. Yeah, that's like one of the better ones in the league. And the fact that he's doing it after averaging for his career up to this point. Wow, that's bad. Um, let's see. 40, 44.6% for his career up until this year. That's terrible. It is terrible. I think Drummond's the only one that's been worse like career-wise. You're probably right. Yeah. And his, and his sample size is a little bigger than it, you would think. He shot 66 free throws. I wouldn't say making 53 out of 66 is a fluke. Mm-hmm. He might not. I'm not saying 80% all year, but... I bet he could hover around 70. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. High 60s. Yeah. yeah. For him, that's great. Yeah, it's... His best year ever was last year at 58%. Well, he'll beat it this year. A 10% jump is crazy. Yeah, it is. That's, that's almost unheard of. You might even jump it by more than that. Right. Yeah, that's nuts. Looking at assists here, Lowry is still the only member in the NBA above 10 assists per game. He's at 10.5. He's still doing it. We thought it was a fluke at first. But, I mean, he's we're almost 20 games in, and he's at 10.5. I don't get it. Second, your boy, Drew Holiday. 9.5. 9.3, I'm sorry. Huh. Yeah. And then at third here, we have Trey Young. 8.1 a game. Yeah, that's impressive. It's very impressive. As long as he can bring up those shooting percentages a little bit, um, I'll be very impressed by this year. Actually, he's I'm already impressed this year by Trey Young. He's got to um, be the front runner for a rookie of the year. <clears throat> I think it's really just it's a three-headed race between him, DeAndre Ayton, and uh, Doncic. Yeah. Which is what I thought it'd be anyways. Yeah. It was kind of a chalk this year. Yeah. There wasn't really anybody that like deep in the draft. Yeah, pretty much. That that I thought could challenge them. Um, at four here we have John Wall at seven point nine. And then tied for fifth, we have Ben Simmons and De'Aaron Fox at seven point seven. And Fox continuing to show his his massive improvements in every aspect of his game. Points, oh, yeah. assists, percentages. He's um, a good candidate for most improved. Yes, absolutely. I know it's hard to say, like, having a second-year player and your most improved, yeah. but, like, he's night and day from last year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Colin Sexton, his first, like, 10 games, yeah. was like how Fox played <laughs> last year. Yeah. And now Fox is really playing, like, you know, He's, he's playing really well. Yeah, he's a starting point guard. Oh, yeah. Like, for the foreseeable future. You know, yep. I don't think they have to worry about it anymore. Absolutely. Let's see here. Looking at um, PER now. We have Curry at 29.06. Number one. LeBron, 28.92. And then if you want to count this... At number three, we got Boban. Oh, fuck, yeah. But he plays 12 minutes a game. Either way, having a 28 PER is Good impressive. 12 minutes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, number four, we have Giannis at 27.83. And 
And then Anthony Davis at 5, 27.61. And just a quick shout out to uh, Montrez Harrell, 27.14. He's sixth. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, You know who has the highest individual offensive rating in the entire league? This season? Yeah. Is it Harrell? No. Oh, who is it? It's Danny Green. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's weird. I, I would not have guessed that. I yeah. haven't heard a word about Danny Green since he got traded. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not a... <clears throat> individual offensive rating's weird. It's a just an odd stat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about that. But looking at uh, Montrez Harrell's per 36-minute averages, this is like all-star caliber numbers. 22.6 points. 10.2 rebounds, 2.6 blocks on 67% from the field. Yeah, I, I really liked him coming out of the draft. <clears throat> and I just didn't think that he, like, got the opportunity to really showcase his talent. And now he kind of does. Yeah, he was really limited in minutes in Houston. Mm-hmm. I like the situation for him, but it, it just, there was no playing time available. Yeah. It was kind of tough. I mean, I think he's a solid player. So, I mean... Yeah. That, I don't but, think he's ever going to be like your 38-minute-a-game all-star power forward or anything. No, but He's right at 25 right now. I think yeah. that's perfect. He's only 24 years old as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's a it's a perfect number for him. Being like a nice six-man is perfect. He could he could be like a, like a younger Kenneth Fareed. Like before he before he sucked, to, yeah, you know, yeah, or maybe like a scaled down canter. right? He's not gonna get like 30 except and you know 30 better defense, like, obviously, yeah. but yeah, just put up like sixteen and eight on good shooting percentages and limited minutes. I think Farid was a great comparison. Yeah, I think they play about the same way too. They're just like rim runners, super athletic. Oh yeah, I liked Farid. I don't know what happened to him. I have no clue. I don't know if it was all situational or if he like literally forgot how to play basketball, but I don't know. It was just, it was just out of nowhere. Yeah. He dropped off quick. Well, cuz he was on the he was on the USA team. That's yeah. how good he was. I don't understand that. He just <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to He's only 29. Um for his first, God, his first uh, five seasons in the league, he averaged 12.3 points, 8.7 rebounds, a block and a steal on 54% in only 26 minutes. So, like, he, he was a double-double mm-hmm. if he played starters minutes. Guaranteed double-double. His first six years, he did an average under 7.6 rebounds. Yeah. And he was hovering between, like, 10 and 14 points a game. Right. That's awesome for... I'll take that on any team any day. And then his last two years, uh, 2017-2018, he was at six points, five rebounds. And this year so far, he's at three and a half points, 2.3 rebounds. Yeah, he's not And he's, he's only not played playing. six games. Right. He started zero of them. I For think Brooklyn. Two seasons ago, it was like, he just got like face out of Denver's lineup. Which I guess, it, I mean, it happens. He's had some injury troubles, but 
it wouldn't be to the point where I would think that like, all right, we have no use for you now. Right. You're not even going to be our twelfth player. Exactly. I don't, I don't get that at all. That's a shame. It really is. Man, he is having a terrible year. Well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight here at the NBA Quick Report Show. You can find us on Twitter at NBA Quick Report. Um, again, here every Sunday night on the Nothing But Net channel, presented by Dash Radio. Um, big shout out to DMVSportsNetwork.com for hosting us in podcast form. You can follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. A lot of great content up there, mostly DC sports related, but you know we're on there as well with our NBA analysis. Um, they do podcasts every single day, seven days a week, new podcasts. So give them a look. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Please give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening to this. And uh, reviews are nice, too. Yeah. You know, Spotify, iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Stitcher, Podcast, uh, Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. There's one more big one that people love. There's like the Android one, too. <clears throat> Uh, there is SoundCloud now. I think now. I'm thinking of Pocket Cast that's big. Yeah, yeah, and SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. See you guys next week. See ya. When I talk it, I live it, they feel it. Huh? And I got a pretty bitch with a fat apple and leg in the air when I hit it. Huh? The police behind me, you know that I'm smashing. I ain't pulling over, you tripping. But I ain't trying to talk about police to talk about bitches. Let's talk about bitches. Okay. Let's talk about the young nigga came up from nothing. Now he work for my fucking million. Yeah. pay for a section. Now they got to bring us the back and to come in the build. Huh? I knew that I was special back when we were breaking their houses and robbing the still. Okay. We made you put your hands in there, put that thing in your face when your pockets we dip. Huh? And I ain't got to act like I'm about it. Ain't asking no vices. I'm really a fish. Okay. I'm trying to look out for karma. I had good intentions. I'm still asking God. God to forgive me. Turn I know I got these fuck nigga pissed off. I'm over there, bitch. I'm all on the Wi-Fi. I'm a trick me, play Mr. Nice Guy. Huh. When he front, I run off, nigga, bye-bye. Yeah. I told her I'm a motherfucking star. She can see me on TV, just turning on Spotify. Huh. You know I got a whole lot of hoes, and they all different colors. I mix them like Tata. Yeah. We gon' make your whole dance with the devil. It's October 7th. Shout out my boy Dada. Huh. Turned it up on a whole nother level. Now they can't deny it. I'm catching the eye now. You might not want to run up on me to promote your city unless you're ready to die now. Boom. I can lower the price on the piece if you get them from me and you buy more than five now. Bitch. And I'm the best motherfucking rapper, man. The like, best motherfucking you know, that, rapper. That, that's just too much for him. Like, you know, it's just too much for him first. You see what I'm saying? It's just too much for him, man. You know, it's too much for him. Blank, blank. You know, the best motherfucking rapper, the prettiest shot the nigga live. Next song. <laughs>